we got the alternative energy right. on nuclear free autonomy. And welcome to the Radioactive Show, produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne and heard nationally on the Community Radio Network. The Radioactive Show has been produced on the lands of the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation. We give our respects to Elders past, present and future. Sovereignty has never been ceded. I'm Emma Crunch. On today's show, we feature audio from a panel discussion marking the International Day for the Total Elimination of Nuclear Weapons, which is held every year on September 26th. The online panel was organised by Reverse the Trend Pacific, which is a chapter of Reverse the Trend, Save Our People, Save the Planet. We'll hear first up from the facilitators, Jeshua Hope and Christian Chibanu, who are both organisers with Reverse the Trend, and they'll interview, uh, introduce the organisation and the speakers in the forum, Dimini Hawkins of ICANN Australia, Veela Sulfiti, whose family has suffered the intergenerational effects of nuclear testing in the Pacific, and Mere Tulao, a young organiser with Y Pacific. Um, but really the point of uh, today's event was that we wanted to have a panel discussion to commemorate the fact that it's the International Day for the Total Elimination of Nuclear Weapons, um, which is celebrated on the 26th of September. It's, um, the, it's the 26th of September over there in New York where many of our speakers are joining us from. Um, And really the idea behind this was that we have a discussion about um, the injustices of of nuclear weapons, but also the fact that we just live in a society where there are nuclear weapons, which in itself is disturbing, um, but of course made even more disturbing by the fact that there are more than 12,000 of these nuclear weapons in existence. And I'm going to hand it over now to Christian Chiobanu, who will kick us off with some uh, introductions into uh, RTT Pacific um, and today's event. Thanks, Christian. Yes, thank you, Joshua. So hi, everyone. So I just wanted to clarify that um, RTT Pacific is a chapter of Reverse the Trend, Save Our People, Save Our Planet. Reverse the Trend, um, Save Our People, Save Our Planet is focused on amplifying the voices of young people who've been affected by both nuclear weapons and climate change. So we have different chapters throughout the world, um, including in the Pacific, where, you know, Joshua is one of our um, project um, coordinators. And we are supported by um, the Nuclear Age Peace Foundation, which is the um, parent organization, if you will. We're a youth initiative of NAPF. And we have very strong partnerships including with the Marshallese Education Initiative, the Prospectil Foundation, and the ICM GLT. And you'll hear from the founder and head of that organization um, today. So as Joshua mentioned, um, today is the International Day for the Total Elimination of Nuclear Weapons. And there were discussions at the United Nations General Assembly on this topic and the importance of the... um, of both nuclear disarmament in general, but more importantly, the, um, the Treaty on the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons. So many states called for 
Uh, many state parties, the TPNW, called for um, more states, you know, including those in nuclear weapon states and nuclear allied states, to really reconsider their security doctrines and to join the TPNW as soon as possible. And some states have highlighted that the TPNW is um, like a ray of hope this year, that despite the situation with the failure of the NPT Review Conference, the situation in Ukraine with Russia threatening to use nuclear weapons, that the um, TPNW, especially the one first meeting of state parties, provides um, some optimism that change can happen and that state part, that states are running to make those changes. And for us at Reverse the Trend, we're really focused on the um, ideas around the establishment of an international trust fund to help um, victims of um, nuclear tests. So on that note, um, I would like to introduce our esteemed um, speakers for today. We have an array of really fantastic individuals including Demetri Hawkins from ICANN Australia, um, Mayor Tula from Why Disarm Pacific, Valley from um, who is a, um, who's going to talk about, share testimony about her grandfather's experience as a veteran. We will also hear from Kasha from the Global Sunrise Project, Dr. Yale Daniele from the International Center for Multigeneration oh, Legacies of Trauma, and we will also he most likely hear, we may hear from um, Ambassador Sita of Kiribati. Um, right now, he's um, trying to coordinate his um, evening plans with the president of Kiribati. So on that note, we're going to um, hear from our first speaker, who will be Demity Hawkins from ICANN Australia, who will talk about why the TPNW matters in the Pacific and give an overview about ICANN Australia as well and the important work that she's involved with. So I'd like to pass the floor to Demity. Thank you, Christian, for that uh, introduction. And thank you, Joshua, and all at RTT Pacific for inviting me to speak here today. It's a real honor to be amongst you all. I'm sorry, Benedict and Dr. Bex will not be with us today as well. I wish them well, um, but it's wonderful to be amongst you all. I'm joining you all from Nam in Melbourne, Australia, the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. I pay my respects to the country and the people from, from these lands where we launched the international campaign to abolish nuclear weapons. The lands throughout what we now call or know as Australia were never ceded. I offer my deep respects to my fellow panelists and the many joining us who have been working for a world free from nuclear threats and I remain mindful of those who've gone before us, our leaders, our guides, our ancestors, and our loved ones. As we meet today, we're commemorating, of course, the International Day for the Total Elimination of Nuclear Weapons. And we're reflecting on the enormity of that task that has driven generations of everyday people, whether you're an activist, a policymaker, a diplomat, a medico, a student or academic, a scientist or an artist. Where we are today, nuclear threats feel oppressive. There is a real sense of immediacy, a feeling that this work is increasingly urgent, because it is. The war in Europe, the instability in many of the nuclear-armed states, 
the failure of the nuclear umbrella states to evolve past outdated and redundant theories of extended nuclear deterrence, new threats of nuclear testing and nuclear dumping, and the ever-present threat of outright nuclear war. All of these factors are weighing heavily on our collective sense of security today. Here in the Pacific, we have long known the reality of nuclear brutality. We have lived with and through it for far too long. For 50 years, over half a century, foreign powers came to the Pacific Islands and to the country of my birth and tested their weapons. In the colonial imagination, they saw our places as remote and unpopulated or far away. For us, and particularly for those Indigenous peoples who had cared for these lands and waters for millennia, this was never the case. These were and are our homes. These are our lives. Intergenerationally, we have seen the impact on our health and on the sacred places these tests were conducted and on our own sense of human security. For me, having grown up in Australia and the Pacific in the Cold War, in the time of testing, the ever-present fear of nuclear weapons was not an abstract one. As a child in Fiji, the stories of testing on neighbours in Mohainui were told alongside the stories of the horrors of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. I learned more of the stories of Kiribati, of the Marshall Islands, and across Indigenous lands here when I returned to my home country, Australia. These are the stories that led in part to our starting ICANN. These are the stories that led to the nuclear ban. It was therefore no accident that the Pacific Island nations were 10 of the first 50 to join and ratify the Treaty on the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons, which entered into force, of course, in January of last year. This treaty is groundbreaking. Under this treaty, the only thing you can do with nuclear weapons is get rid of them. The treaty also brings in vital support for victims or survivors of nuclear weapons use and testing and seeks to address environmental remediation. It does not shift the burden of these tasks onto the states that have been targeted by nuclear colonialism, but shares the responsibility between all states' parties. While never taking the focus from those states that have perpetrated nuclear violence, the treaty aims to build positive obligations to those people and places most affected. These commitments must be led by those who have the lived experience, assisted by those with other political, humanitarian, scientific and medical knowledges, walking together, working together. At the recent historic first meeting of states parties for this treaty held in Vienna in June, Pacific representation was outstanding. Young Pacifica people, including some who are joining us here today, were central to raising the voice of the Pacific in authentic, authoritative and unequivocal ways. That meeting ended with a powerful declaration and a serious work plan. The action plan lays out the work ahead for civil society, governments and peoples working for the abolition of nuclear weapons. There is much that I could say on the importance of the TPNW, the nuclear ban, of the need for this action plan in the face of nuclear threats, of the reasons to strive for a world free, but the Pacific knows why we need to eliminate nuclear weapons. Pacifica voices have, across generations, been essential in nuclear resistance. Pacifica peoples work hard to ensure that lived experience is understood as expertise. 
lived experience is essential when seeking to address disarmament and nuclear remediation. A vital part of this is the retelling of nuclear truths to ensure that we do not lose the stories and the lessons hard learned through nuclear colonialism. Remembering and honoring our pasts and our truths helps us break silences imposed on us and prevents future harms. For us in Australia, we are conscious of how much work we have to do. Australia is where the first of the British nuclear weapons were tested. We are approaching the 70th anniversary of that first test, which took place on the 3rd of October in 1952 off the Montebello Islands, just off the Western Australian coast. A total of a dozen atmospheric tests were conducted by the British here on precious islands and deserts, all First Nations lands, fallout spreading across vast areas of these lands and waters. The fallout spread far further too, even reaching some in Fiji, at least in one case, as recorded by an important royal commission that was held many years ago here. In addition, hundreds of trials of toxic and radiological materials designed to further develop the British bomb took place on Angunu lands in South Australian desert country. So legacies of nuclear harm are well known here too. ICANN Australia works with Indigenous community members and ambassadors nuclear veterans and others here in Australia to seek recognition of these. While national polls show that 72 to 78% of Australians support the TPNW, the nuclear ban, we have yet to see the Australian government sign and ratify the treaty. Our new government have in indicated that they are committed to the Pacific region. They have made a commitment to building recognition of First Nations voices, expertise and influence in our parliament. They seek they speak of a new era of our foreign policy, our First Nations foreign policy. And importantly, we have a strong commitment built into the Labour Party's national policy platform since 2018 for this government to sign and ratify the TPNW. But we have yet to see that happen. So we have work to do, but we know we're in good company. Our friends across the Pacific and around the world can help us by reminding this new Australian government that a commitment to the treaty is central to the expectations within the region. A promise made must be kept. We have seen far too many broken promises, too many half measures in the past. We need to honour the work of generations who have stood up and defended our beautiful lands, Vanua, waters. We need to protect all people's health and safety, wherever they are in the world, and to fulfil the promise to our next generations to keep the Pacific nuclear-free and independent. So on this day for the total elimination of nuclear weapons, let us renew our collective efforts to ban, abolish and end the nuclear terror posed by the 12,700 nuclear weapons still being held by the nuclear states. Let us build together a greater dialogue, collaboration, love, respect and peace within our region. You're tuned to the Radioactive Show and hearing audio from a panel discussion held by Reverse the Trend Pacific on the International Day for the Total Elimination of Nuclear Weapons, which was on September 26th. We just heard from Dimity Hawkins, founder of ICANN Australia.
And we'll now return to the panel discussion and facilitator Jeshua Hope, who introduces the next speakers. for that incredibly powerful intervention. I really, really uh, liked how you talked about the importance of us remembering our past um, and uh, in particular, the, to use that term that you used, the nuclear brutality um, of our past, because I think that's so important to um, conversations like this and of course in our ongoing fight for a world free of nuclear weapons. I think that's also a great segue to our next speaker, who is Viola Sulueti. Um, she's also a Fijian, um, and she's the granddaughter of a veteran, Apisai Ganilamba, who served at Krismasi Island. Um, and she's going to speak a little bit about those experiences. So Viola Mbula, thank you for joining us, and I'm handing the floor over to you. Mbula Vinaka, well, thank you for having me. Um, when Mary um, approached me to come and speak on my experience about the radiation, uh, I'm very, I'm very happy that I get to share my story because it's not known, like not a lot of people know about our story, uh, know, know about what we've been through because of what happened in Christmas Island. It took us um, a while until I had my children. I have two boys, so it's been going through a lot because of uh, the effects of uh, radiation. Um, and with the medical system in Fiji, uh, trying to test their blood and see what kind of um, disorder they have, it was very difficult. And so um, every time, and we would go to the hospital, we'd have to go, like, uh, starting stage one. It's like we have to start all over again. And um, it was until uh, uh, December last year when they were circumcised that that was, that was it. I just had to, like, do more research on this radiation because they nearly lost their lives. They had to go in uh, to the hospital and go for surgery once again, and uh, that's when uh, it uh, hit our family that we really need to take this uh, issue seriously because uh, in Fiji, with um, we just say all oh, would grow older and this would go away, but this is in us and in our generations to come, and uh, I'm willing to help any way I can to spread the word that we need to. Uh, work on this and stop uh, the nuclear testing in our islands. And that's, that, that, that's why I'm here. And um, I can answer questions or anything you want me to talk about. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that, Well, I'm sure that's, that's not a, an easy thing to share. I, I might go ahead and ask you a question now. Um, but I'm wondering uh, you could share with us a little bit more about what those generational impacts, because I understand that it was your grandfather that, that said Christmas Island. Yes. So my, my grandfather was in Christmas Island when 
they tested the nuclear weapons and his story was um, they weren't given any protective gear at all when uh, they were uh, they were only told to um, put their hands over their eyes and just cover their eyes and then he would and then he was explaining how how he could see light through the through the through his fingers how bright it was that was how big the explosive uh, the nuclear weapons were in Christmas Island and <clears throat> upon his return my father was conceived he was and and uh, we I have an uncle who's older than my father who does not have any medical uh, uh, problems so yeah and, wow. and uh, for and it was, it wasn't, it's like, um, it's not as much, it doesn't show much with my uncles, but with uh, our, the second generation, my, all my cousins, we have, we, we always have something going on with us. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's expensive trying to get medical help, uh, trying to get what we need going to the hospital, not like a normal person. Um, and um, my kids cannot play a sport, contact sport. So, and uh, yeah, um, just a small bruise, they would have a high fever. Oh, they would just get a fever out of nowhere and we'd have to like search their body and see if they have a scratch or something. So that's what we have to deal with. Oh, we'd have to take them to the hospital immediately because then the doctors, we have to find out what's going on. And yeah, it's, it's not easy living with a, a mutated gene. And yeah, and I mean, kids would like to play active sports and participate, but we just have to stop them because it could cost them their lives. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Our next speaker is uh, a wonderful, wonderful uh, young activist from the Pacific, someone who uh, I'm also quite proud to call my friend um, and someone who has inspired many of us who, who work in the movement and who are young people ourselves. Her name is Mere Tuilau um, and she's uh, affiliated with the very wonderful YDSAM Pacific. Bilnaka Jeshu. Bilnaka everyone. Thank you, Dimitri, and thank you, Vela, for sharing. Um, I, I really would like to also really acknowledge Vela coming because it's been a, a struggle. Um, and also, she was trying to find the courage to come and share this morning with us. Um, she shared a bit on uh, fertility problems where. Uh, she had to go through before conceiving her son, her, her final sons. So that is something that um, I'm really grateful, Viola, for, for seeing you today and sharing. I'm really proud of you for doing this. Um, again, Nimbula Vinaka, as part of this uh, International Day for the Total Elimination for Nuclear Weapons, we are reminded of the nuclear aggression and its multi-generational trauma the testimonies of the veterans that we just heard and the community's resilience that have deepened its activism amongst youth in the Pacific and diasporas today. Just like the Met 
the weaving of the mat, the nuclear advocacy come a long way. It's a process. To put into context, the weaving of the mat begins with the pandemic leave is cleaned, cooked, sun-dried, after it has now been collected and rolled and stored until it's ready to be woven by the Matai's experts, who is then ready to weave in carefully their intelligence patiently. When the process of mat weaving has concluded, what we see before us is a complete mat. For the outside world, it is the complete mat that they see. Whereas for the weavers, the matais, they see the knot that holds the mat together. And this knot represents the core values that hold us together. The weavers are the guidance of the ocean who we see today as the young people. The mat is used in different ways. We use it for celebrate, to celebrate life, to solve conflict, to, di to discuss nuclear ways, or to self-determine our sovereignty. Also, it is important to note that the Matai can identify the origin of the man. The Matai is also represent the continuing mobilizing and solidarity work the youth is carrying on from our Matais. Our met holds the stories and our ongoing struggles we have today, to name a few, self-determination, climate crisis, nuclear justice, the protection of our blue Pacific, young people addressing corruption, banning of deep sea mining, LGBTQI issues, young people with disabilities. These are the scope of the different issues that the Pacific youth and diasporas are advocating on. It is the fabric of issues that makes the map. We see our ocean as this map. There is not enough data or mapping, or mapping scope on what the young people in the Pacific and diasporas are doing. This, this begs for more research to cover the vast and diverse issues that the map holds, that the young people are leading. Nuclear, nuclear free Pacific and self-determination struggles are two issues that are close to my heart. Both these two issues represent and urge us all for a collective voice and solid action. Pacific Youth for TPNW uh, advocacy and diplomacy uh, compresses of individual uh, delegates representing Pacific grassroots and civil society organization. And the Pacific Youth for TPNW is part of a global youth movement pursuing the full extension of the UN's treaty on the provision of nuclear weapons. Also, the Pacific Youth have continued to rally the non-states and relevant state actors to contribute to the development of a potential nomadic framework and, inter and institutional 
um, architecture for humanitarian responses and environmental action of the nuclear aggression and its impact on the health, environment, and human rights uh, of the Pacific communities. As stewards, we continue to compel our collective rights of our land, our ocean, our culture, and our ways of living. Our call to self-determine our safeguard and protect our narrative is ours to liberate. Vinaka. That was Mera Tulao, a young organiser with Y Pacific. And you've been hearing audio from an online panel discussion hosted by Reversing the Trend on the International Day for the Total Elimination of Nuclear Weapons, which is September 26th. Thank you for the audio, uh, Reversing the Trend, and you can look them up online and also ICANN Australia. This has been the Radioactive Show, produced for 3CR Community Radio in Nam, Melbourne, and heard nationally on the Community Radio Network. Thanks to the Nuclear Free Collective of Friends of the Earth Melbourne for their support. You can find our shows on 3cr.org.au under programs or forward slash radioactive. Music on the show has been Combat Wombat, the song Plant Them Seed. I'm Emma Crunch and here's to a nuclear-free future.